Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. For this episode, I'm interviewing Diana Howells. Diana is an award-winning speaker, global virtual facilitator, author, and master trainer. Welcome, Diana. Thank you for joining us today. Oh, great to be here. Well, we had I had you on uh, the other podcast that I host, Beltway Broadcast, and I, I thought you you absolutely needed to be on Quit Bleeping Around. But before oh, we I'm get, so <laughs> oh, I know. Huh? Before we get to the topic at hand, can you share a little bit about your background with our listeners? Sure. So I've been in learning and development for over 20 years. I started as a actually educator uh, at Colorado State University, and then I transitioned to training because I love learning. I love business. And uh, I also love, you know, working with with people. And so I just sort of fell into the training area and started in-person training. And then as the industry evolved, got into e-learning and obviously virtual training as well. And so I really love love all of it. I think it's because just the crux of learning new things and helping other people discover the aha mm -hmm. is, is so rewarding. So I've uh, been doing it for a long time, but but really enjoy what I do. Oh, yeah, same here. And it, it's, <laughs> it's and we, we travel in similar circles. So I'm excited to yeah. hear what you have to say about tips for coping with anxiety and uncertainty. Well, we've had a lot of uncertainty the last few years, yes. <laughs> maybe even decades, oh really. But <laughs> right? Yes. I'm... So where do we start? Tips for coping. You know, I think all of us, having gone through the pandemic, we've all experienced, right, some sense of anxiety and I just like to say I'm not a professional in terms of anxiety management, but just for, um, you know, if you do have consistent anxiety attacks or disorders, please make sure you consult a professional. Yes. But just for kind of the general anxiety that all of us can feel at any time, uh, especially we all experienced right during the pandemic, what are things we can do to live healthier lives and be pr more productive? So like you talk about, Christina, really being that super achiever and being able to move forward, right, and challenge ourselves. So sometimes anxiety can hold us back. I think Absolutely. from being our best. And, and so that's why I think it's important to talk about so that we can address it and, you know, move forward in a, in a positive way. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you uh, delineated between like everyday anxiety and then seek help if it's really getting in your way. Right. So right. for those of us that are experiencing just regular anxiety with just the stuff that keeps <laughs> happening, what's right? one tip that can help us move forward? You know, I think one thing that's really helped me a lot <clears throat> is really thinking about where does it come from? Mm -hmm. And for me, it, it's you think about it, it's really thoughts. Um, it can be different triggers, as, as you well know, Christina, that um, might spark somebody to be afraid, for example, if they're afraid of hornets or... Um, or Bears and elevators sharks. or claustrophobia or yeah, <laughs> sound or lights or, you know, there's so many different things, but really realizing our reaction to that, because usually it's a thought in the head and that thought triggers that fight or flight, um, which then can accelerate too. So being able to catch those thoughts and usually it seems like those thoughts are, um, they can be fear thoughts or they can even be thoughts about the future. Like what if I never meet that deadline? 
that's looming over me or, or past, even dwelling in the past. Mm -hmm. So anchoring yourself in the present is something that I've found. So when you start to catch that stream of worry or fear, um, what you can do is just look around and ask yourself, what do I feel? What do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? And all of those sensory stimuli kind of ground us in the moment mm. of here, right? So now we're not thinking future. It's impossible to do that. I'm not thinking past. I'm grounded in senses. And that brings you back to this sort of presence of now. And if we can still our mind, keep it quiet, mm. that can help as well. But anyway, that's, that's something that I certainly try to do. And I hope that that's helpful to others also. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, um, and I can see like present moment, are there ways you can train yourself to be more in the present moment and not just meditation for those of us that have trouble sitting still? <laughs> Right. I know. I know. I think, and maybe people, your listeners can relate to this too, but the more practiced we are in meditation, in stillness, mm -hmm. in quietude, the more we're able to find ourselves getting there throughout the day. So it's, it's more like you kind of have two legs in each, in each life, right? We have to do functional things, but then there's bringing in this sort of stillness where the mind is quiet and you are observing. It's like you look at a tree, you don't think about the tree, you're just noticing it, observing it, like being with the tree, which I know sounds funny, but it's this idea of being present, yeah. right? And in that state, because you are so present, um, worry cannot reside there. So it's it's the opposite of, of worry, actually. It's, it's a very trusting space to be. Yeah. But the more we are in those practicing those kinds of um, quiet and stillness, I find that it grows in you mm. and you're, you're better able to come into it throughout the day, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. No, especially when you're locked in escape room coffins. <laughs> Which no. we were discussing a little earlier. Oh, I know Christine is the expert at escape rooms. <laughs> I I once was locked in an well, not locked, but I was stuck in an elevator. Oh. So I know for some people that's one of their their big fears. Absolutely. I I was in an elevator with a bunch of volleyball girls. Oh no. They were like middle school age, I want to say. And we were at a volleyball tournament at a hotel. Oh. And we were, you know, going up to our rooms, and all of a sudden the elevator just like it got to the floor, but the doors didn't open. Uh oh. And we and we just sort of looked at each other, thinking, any moment now the doors will open. This could be an escape room experience. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it was packed with volleyball oh. girls and maybe just a few parents. And then all of a sudden we got it. Like we realized that it's not going oh, anywhere. No. And I looked over at my teenager who happened to be smiling, and she told me later, Well, I, I felt like a movie. Like she said, oh, I felt wow. like we were in a movie. And I thought, well, that's a healthy way to think about it. Yeah. But I happened to be the one right by the controls. The elevator control. So I pushed the button. We got a person to talk to us. Uh -huh. He said, well, we'll get you out. You know, hang tight. <laughs> wow. Somebody in the back started to cry. Oh. So we tried to manage that. It's going to be okay. And he did eventually get us out. And I made him talk to the girls because Ooh. he said to them, I said, I want you to just talk to them. And he said, you know, we always, we have big tools. We can always get you out. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, and I love that story for well for a lot of reasons. Um, able to you know support each other. So I'm hearing a yeah. lot of tips right here, right? Supporting each other. Um, and yeah. I love that your daughter had a different perception on it. So is that another one of your tips for maybe changing the way you think about it? Yeah, I mean absolutely, right? Really knowing how 
our thoughts are so much controlled, the physiology, right, of how we react. Absolutely. So uh, triggering a panic attack or something like that. So yeah, the reframe, right? Mm -hmm. Catching our reaction, catching it first, we have to witness it, and then kind of reframing it. Mm. Super helpful for so many things. A friend of mine said this person just went by really quickly on the road on a motorcycle, almost went over her, like almost toppled her. And she said immediately she had anger, of course, Mm -hmm. but then she caught herself and she did a reframe and she said, well, maybe they just had really bad news. They're really late for their job. They um, are really behind today. They just got off on the wrong side. And all of a sudden she had compassion for the person. So it, it takes discipline and a skill, but that reframe is actually healthier for our physiology. Imagine if she would have carried around that anger all day. So yeah, it's a different, it's a choice, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 which brought up another question for me <laughs> along with, <laughs> I love this stuff uh, of thinking. Um, so there is, is one of the things that anxiety can do is you get to the worst case thinking and you start thinking about, you know, what's the worst case scenario that could happen and it's yeah. going to happen and you know, very future focused. I love being in the present moment, but then also sometimes worst case scenario thinking, if you're doing it in a healthy way, helps you plan mm. for what if things yeah. do go wrong. How am I going to react? Do you have any suggestions for balancing that out, making sure that, you know, you are, you're thinking through things, you're prepared for things, but then you're not maybe ruminating on them? Yeah, no, that's, that's an excellent question. So, you know, it's called catastrophizing, right? Yeah. Where you, you just, it just snowballs and all of a sudden, and then I'm going to lose my job and then I'm going to lose my house and then I'm, my husband's going to die. And then I'm, you know, and it, it can just go way off the, yeah. the rails. So, so yeah, catching yourself there. But I feel like you, Christina, that even in virtual training, like with virtual training, things will go wrong. Absolutely. It's part of the technology. And so for me, it's just accepting that. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that can be a benefit because I think, okay, what could go wrong? I try to have a plan B or a plan C, yes. or I try to say, okay, if I lose my internet connection, which sometimes can happen, that I have an alternative, whether that's a hot spot on my phone or whatever it is. So if you are able to plan, then you can make accommodations, right? For when things go wrong and then you're better able to correct them. So in in my book on virtual training, I talk about three steps. So it's mitigate, Mm -hmm. manage, and then move forward. Mm. So part of it is the preventive pieces where you think, what could go wrong? Not to ruminate on them, like you said. You you set aside time to plan mm-hmm. and take action, um, and then you're ready. I love that. By the way, great book, listeners. You have to get it. We'll make sure it's in the episode description. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some other tips that you have for coping with anxiety? You know, I think another thing that's really helpful is again stopping us in our track when you notice. Part of it is noticing and bringing yourself back mm-hmm. to um, recognizing it. But breathing, right? Oh, yeah. Simple breathing, like it's so simple. You can do it anywhere, even on an airplane. If if somebody is nervous about being on planes, like you can do it anywhere. So it really is um, tricking your physiology into thinking everything is okay, so that you're not reacting mm-hmm. because your body knows that when you're breathing slow, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And your body knows when you're breathing quickly, things may not be okay. Yeah. So what you do is you slow down your breathing, right? So you might breathe in for six, mm. hold for two counts, 
Breathe out longer for eight. You want to make sure that exhale is longer than your inhale. And you might have to do three sets or more. I remember sitting outside an interview. It was an in-person interview pre-pandemic. And I remember like my breathing was, (laughs) I'm in the waiting room of this big company, you know, trying to like do my, do my breathing exercise to calm my body down. Right. But uh, I do love that because it works and, and you can do it anywhere. Yeah. Sneakily. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Before they come up, just shake your hand and bring you in. Yeah. 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 And I also found too, um, uh, educating yourself, uh, at least helps me too. like, um, turbulence on planes. So, right. So I've been in really bad turbulence before I got really scared. And so I went and educated myself and realized like a plane hasn't crashed from turbulence in like over 50 years. So it's like, okay, every time it gets bumpy, I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Love it. Yeah. That's awesome example. And then, you know, the reframe too, the Mm -hmm. education piece is great. And then the reframe of, um, this is just bumpy air. I mean, that's kind of what helps birds fly, right? They kind of fly on the different air currents. And, you know, I was on a little jumper plane once there were maybe six of us and it was really turbulent and we were flying from Detroit to Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the the child that was on the plane didn't say a word like it was that bumpy and even people in the back were like didn't have a lot of words because it was so turbulent and uh the pilot was like you know we're just gonna get above this bumpy air and it'll be it'll be okay and eventually they did but when we landed some of the people in the back of the plane again there's just like five of us on this really small plane they said you know we we looked at that little child and we thought if that child can do this, we, we can, can do, do it. it. Yep. <laughs> but, but yeah, so just like little mm-hmm. tricks, right. To help us calm down. Yes. And I think that's a good reminder too, for us just in the middle of life is to make sure you find time for yourself. Yes. Um, to calm yourself down, figure out what it is. Is it music? Mm-hmm. Listen to your favorite music. Is mm-hmm. it playing with the pets or the dog? For me, it's walking in nature. Mm-hmm. I love trees. And so I love to just walk, hike, mm-hmm. go into the woods, the conservancy. And so find what renews you and fills you up and, and make sure you're doing that. Ooh. So anyway, when you said woods, I think bears and I think, oh, anxiety. No. <laughs> Breathe, breathe. No. <laughs> right, breathe, breathe. <laughs> Depends where you are. Alaska definitely bears. Oh, absolutely. And the big ones too. <laughs> oh yeah, the big ones. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and um, exercise, I'm, I'm sure helps too, right? And I, I use tennis for both exercise and focus in the present oh, moment. Oh, that's right. So you're I try a, to hit you're both. A tennis, tennis expert. Yes. You know, I'm glad you brought that up. I have heard just yesterday, I heard people talking about having nervous jitters. Mm. And I think more of us have them after going going through the pandemic, mm. right? But people were talking yesterday, some of my colleagues about um, some people just have to ground themselves, right? So if you have a fidget toy, uh, some people crack their knuckles, some people Ooh. bite their fingernails, some people twirl their hair, mm. some people shake their legs. Like we all have kind of these fidgets, yeah. right? That we do that and we're, and we're nervous about them. And so kind of being able to... Um, understand what's happening there and then being able to, uh, you know, address that too is helpful. Yeah. Nice. All right. We have time for just a couple of more tips. You have a couple of more. Yeah. Well, I think, um, sometimes we think this is back with the catastrophizing, mm-hmm. right? We think that, um, it's going to be this way forever. Oh, and yeah. 
that can launch you into, I will never blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I will always blah, blah, blah. And um, even feeling anxiety about that. And just to realize if you look at the natural world, um, this, this world of form, everything cycles, right? And we see impermanence everywhere. Mm -hmm. So in this world, forms are not permanent. And just to realize it won't be forever. I think the old phrase is this too shall pass. Yep. There's so much wisdom in that. Yeah. And just to realize to bring with you kind of this mindset of it's not going to be forever. It's just for now. And I think that helps give us that resilience, right? To kind of keep moving forward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. To enjoy the stuff that we, that we're enjoying, right? Cause it, yeah. this too shall pass. <laughs> this too shall yes. pass. It goes both ways. And yeah, then be happy path. when, um, I mean, be happy, uh, be more hopeful about the future when mm -hmm. we're in the, the, the deeper parts. Cause this too shall pass. Yeah. I love it. You know, <clears throat> and, and, you know, when I was in a, a really trying time, um, I, one of my uncles said to me, um, better days ahead. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that phrase just really, you know, helped me a lot, just kind of pulls you out of, and it, it implies this too shall pass. Yeah. And, and that is what happened. So just to, to hang in there and, and, you know, really help yourself um, move forward is so I love important. That. Well, and I love the, and throwing the reframe on that. I like to think when I'm in those kind of situations, this is making me stronger. You know, I'm learning yes. from this. This is making me stronger at, at repeating that constantly. <laughs> yes. And, you know, and, and even more than just a reframe, mm -hmm. it's true. Yeah. It's also true. Yeah. You know, you think about the diamond that is made into oh. a diamond from great pressure, yes. like this gem comes out of hardship and struggle. And anyone who's struggled, which probably is all of us mm -hmm. have gone through hard times, you know that it changes you yeah. and you grow. And I think this world is really about growth being here. Life is about growth. So it, it does make you stronger. It's true. Yes. Okay. One final tip before we get to the closing. <laughs> One final tip on, on anxiety. Yes. <laughs> well, I think, um, I think maybe being able to give yourself grace too, mm. you know, practicing self-compassion on yourself yes. is just as important as practicing it with others. So remember that, <laughs> um, give yourself slack, give yourself grace and, uh, give yourself compassion. Oh, I love that one. Uh, and I had to actually use that. If, oh, I mean, I, I've had to use that a few, <laughs> obviously a few times, but, uh, one thing that I helped, I found helped me with that. Cause I was having trouble doing that is I imagined myself as my little 10 year old self and how oh, I wow. would treat her. Wow. And that really helped me more self-compassion. Do you have any tips for maybe viewing yourself differently or giving when you're having trouble get, being compassionate with yourself? Well, you know, when you mentioned that, I thought of something I heard Oprah Winfrey say mm -hmm. that she went back, I think 20 years or maybe it was, it was decades earlier and she journals very consistently, but she found a journal of when she was younger and she was kind of asking herself, um, what advice would I give myself mm. back then? I think it was maybe when she was first starting one of her big interviews for uh, a new TV show to be the anchor. And she said the advice she would give her younger self would be, it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, that just naturally oozes out compassion yeah. for yourself when you realize the journey you're about, you've, you will be about to take. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's a great, oh, great tip. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so can you share some of your products and or services that you'd like our listeners to know about? 
Oh, like sure. Your book so, and other things. <laughs> yeah. So uh, 2022, uh, our book Next Level Virtual Training, Advance Your Facilitation uh, came out. So it really, it outlines a capability model for growing as a facilitator in eight core areas of expertise. Uh, and it also includes 101 practical tips, uh, a whole chapter on hybrid or live mixed learning with the combination of on-site and online learners, as well as a whole chapter dedicated to on-camera competency. So uh, make sure you check that out if you're doing any online facilitation at all. Our business is howellsassociates.com. We do virtual consulting. We do learning experience design. So we're at www.howellsassociates.com. Awesome. We will make sure that gets in the description as well. Oh, great. Thank you. Okay. Your final piece of advice for our listeners. You know, I think I mentioned this a little, little earlier, Christina, when we were talking about um, really kind of taking care of yourself, right? And taking care of your health. It's almost like when you're on the airplane, they say, put your um, oxygen mask on first and then help others. Mm -hmm. We get so into helping others, right? That we yeah. forget about really investing in ourselves. So I would just remind uh, our listeners today to identify what fills you up. As I mentioned before, whether it's a warm cup of coffee, a walk in nature, mm -hmm. playing with your pets, tinkering with your toys or in your, um, I guess the grown-up toys. <laughs> so your uh, garage, <laughs> however your, we have you know, them, tools, whatever it is. <laughs> going on escape rooms, whatever it is. Um, and, and make sure you do that because that is really what brings out the best in you yes. and recharges and refreshes you. Oh, I love it. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today, Diana. Thank you so much for having me, Christina. If you'd like to learn more about Diana, visit howellsassociates.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.